0: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522 WTIC or 1 800 966 WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpatabinc.com or get help anytime at ComputerTalkWithTab.com. Now, here's Eric. And we are here. (laughs) This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Of course, you can follow us on the uh, internet over at radio.com. And uh, you can get us via the stream. You can also get us via podcasting at radio.com. So feel free to get online if you're anywhere in the country, 800-966-WTIC. And we would love to uh, rack up the phone bill here at WT. I'm just kidding. It's a free number, but no big deal. So let's get to uh, some of the news there, Bob. Um, One of the things that Bob came across and he shared with me this morning that I hadn't seen was I guess one of the uh, candidates that are out there, Mr. O'Rourke, was a hacker, a black hat hacker, as it were. Uh, He was part of the Cult of the Dead Cow. And uh, this is a report from Reuters uh, talking about Beto O'Rourke's um, time in the cult of the dead cow, and uh, it, they the collective was best known for its acts of hacktivism in the late 90s, and uh, they developed hacking tools that would hack into Windows machines. And uh, it's cited as one of the sources that forced Microsoft to try to better secure its products, which... They're still working on it <laughs> to this day, Microsoft is. And uh, it's not clear if O'Rourke took part in any of the actual hacking. Um, but uh, he was, uh, I mean, he was most active in the group in the 80s when it was mostly producing uh, essays than hacking tools. So uh, it's just kind of an interesting twist. It's, you know, on the, on the one side, obviously, he's not going to be some sort of evil hacker. I'm not really worried about that. It's kind of nice if he does become any kind of uh, political figure, that he actually understands how a computer works. Uh, there's way too many folks in our Congress um, now, and uh, even here in the state, I think our, our quote-unquote computer czar, is, he's just a bureaucrat, um, his cybersecurity czar, doesn't have any hacking experience or IT experience.
1: Doesn't even use a computer. <laughs>
0: Probably not. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's finally folks, that I guess, that are in their mid-40s, um, which is, I guess, how old O'Rourke is, Um, if you actually become a politician. I
1: think he's 38. 38? I think so. I don't think so. I think he's 46. Uh, he's going to be the youngest uh, candidate ever to run for president. I'll double or, check, but I think he's if he gets elected to be president.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's that young. But um, the point is he's got IT experience, a technological experience. And there's too many folks in these in our legislatures that do not know how to use systems or computers in this day and age, and they're making laws about them. You know,
1: I think he might be just too eager to go out and uh, spy on people. Him use the technology. Well, we don't know. Kind of hack into people. I don't think he has an ethical problem with that. Well, back then he didn't. <laughs> I'm
0: not advocating for him or against him. It's just an interesting tidbit that that this guy has some experience in a.
1: Well, he. Uh, he uh he he was uh he started as a teen uh posting to online bulletin boards after his dad brought home an Apple 2e and a 300 baud modem in the 1980s. Oh yeah. A oh, 300 yeah. baud. 300 baud. That's <laughs> exactly right. I would put him around my
0: age, so I think he is in that 46 range. I want to find out. Um, yeah,
1: so uh yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh anyway, while well, you're looking that up, yeah. Yeah, he's 40, he's 46. 46. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense. So I was off by uh, only eight years. Yeah. It's a big difference. Still these days. a kid, in
0: my view. Well, 46 <laughs> is the new 36, anyways, right?
1: Well, that's true. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. He looks young. Yeah.
0: So hey. we'll see what happens with him. He's part of the cult of the dead cow. All right. All right. What do you got?
1: Uh, NHTSA, N H T S A. Yeah. which is the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, may let control less vehicles on public roads, report says. Control-less? That doesn't sound Control-less. smart. Control-less. That's no steering wheel. Oh. No brakes.
0: Yikes. No brakes. No brake pedal. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. So no and humans can touch the controls. No,
1: yeah, no accelerator. Uh-huh. Several companies have uh, petitioned the regulatory agency organization for exemptions which includes GM, by the way, to uh, current federal vehicle safety standards. Huh. The car industry is spending money on its self-driving cars. It's like it's going out of style. Mm-hmm. And up until this point, all of their development vehicles had controls so that a human driver can take over. That Aye. might not always be the case, though. And the U.S. government is curious how the average American feels about that, according well, the to average report, American wants
0: a steering wheel and brakes, I bet.
1: <laughs> uh, published Friday by Routers. To that end, yeah. the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is opening up a period of public comment mm-hmm. on petitions by several self-driving car developers that are seeking exemptions from federal vehicle safety standards. Yeah. For example, Kroger's little grocery delivery pod producer and U R O wants to build its autonomous vehicles without a windshield the uh, car has no driver and no provisions for a driver so a windshield is an unne- is unnecessary however right. federal vehicle guidelines mandate that, that one exists <laughs> <laughs> so there's nobody in the car to look out right. but you got to have a window
0: well i think they just <laughs> got rid of the buggy windshield. the buggy whip requirements recently here, oh, really? here in connecticut oh, you yeah. mean we
1: went driving illegally all these years yeah
0: you need to have a buggy whip hanging on to your you know as part of your vehicle
1: <laughs> well you know you got <laughs> all those horses under the hood you exactly. got to control so We've worked closely with NHTSA and other regulators to uh, make sure our technology complies with relevant laws and is positioned to deliver maximum benefit to our customers Mm -hmm. and their communities, said a neuro representative in a statement to Roadshow. If approved, this exemption will be a notable and responsible step toward realizing those goals, and we look forward to input from regulators and the public on how to deliver them. General Motors, this is getting to the good part, yeah. is also applying for exemptions. It wants to test self-driving cars on public roads with no hand or foot controls. Right. This means no steering wheel, no brake pedal. Again, right. This would typically run afoul of federal standards, which require them. GM had been hoping to get its controlless cars on the road this year, but it has been approximately 15 months since it submitted its request for temporary exemption. Mm. The vehicles, it says, will be used as part of an on-demand ride-sharing fleet. Ah. We're assuming they mean cruise automation taxi fleet we've heard about. And that vehicle speeds will be limited. Neither GM nor NHTSA responded immediately to requests. So, in other words... I think where the government wants to go is that eventually they're going to outlaw cars. The mm. only thing you can do is order up a ride. Right. Here's my problem with this, okay? Yeah. Yeah. New technology te- te- typically does not include security provisions. Yeah. Okay. And so let me see. Um, this guy, Trump, we got to get rid of him. Mm. Let's crash him into a brick wall <laughs> well, <laughs> off the, oh, yeah. or a cliff or something like that. You know, I mean, I'm just saying that uh, as no. an example, you know, because somebody could hack in. Well, they're going to be controlled by computers. You don't even need to hack it. You just need to get
0: the password to to get the access to the system. You just send them an email saying, hey, what's your password? And they're like, here it is. Um, Well, we'll see what happens, Bob. I understand. I, I agree with you that the security is always the last thing. Um, after they outlaw the buggy whip and the windshield, uh, that they actually say you probably need to have security in these things. And this is my point about the regulators and the legislators that we have working for us. They don't think about these things because they don't know how the computer works. <laughs> they don't uh, know how the sausage is made. <laughs> right. So uh, you're right. I mean, who knows what will happen with this? Um but autonomous vehicles are coming. I mean, we're not going to need to pay for – you're not going to need car insurance anymore. You're not going to have any car taxes anymore, which is going to blow up the budget here in Connecticut. Uh, you're not going to have any of that going on because
1: you're not going to well, have to own a car. just think. No more bank robberies because – What? No more bank robberies. Really? You know why? No. Because the uh, robbers won't be able to have a
0: getaway car. Well, they don't even need – They don't. nobody uses cash anymore. Do the banks even have money in their vaults?
1: <laughs> I, mean, well, no, I mean the I bank robberies are
0: gonna be electronic. <laughs> uh so that's interesting. It's an interesting point of view there. We'll see what happens. I'm sure it's uh, I, I don't mind I don't mind the idea of not having to buy a car in the future. I mean it we may it may be, you know, happening with our kids. It won't happen with maybe with an army. Yeah, but if
1: life. they don't have enough cars on a given day, <laughs> Well, you're late to work because you couldn't get a car ride because it was hauling other people around. You're just
0: going to plug in your consciousness and have it show up at work. I don't know. You're going to plug into the <laughs> you're internet. You're going
1: to have to reserve it right. in advance. In
0: advance. <laughs> I need to have my car here at 6.30 so I can get to work. Yeah. And don't um, forget
1: to cancel it on your vacation days and your sick days. Are you going to have to pay for it anyway?
0: It's a, it'll be a subscription service. In other news, the FCC is opening up an experimental spectrum of licenses for, guess what? Not 5G. 6g (laughs) so before 5g's even come out we're ready to go for 6g now 5g is going to promise massive speeds as far as communication speeds you know gigabit connectivity are even better than that um which is great uh, if you really need to you know gigabit speeds which we've already contended 50 megabits is probably all you need for home but for a connectivity of you know These vehicles that Bob is talking about for connectivity of the network itself, a gigabit connection is nice, and that's what 5G offers. Um, I can't imagine what 6G is going to (laughs) offer. Why bother even putting up the 5G, guys? Let's just skip right over and go to 6G. Well,
1: basically what this does, it opens it up for research and development over the next 10 years. Right. Well, that's true. They aren't really going to come out with anything 6G, and they're just uh, getting ready now to schedule a meeting of the people that are going to talk about the standards and protocols that they need to develop in order to implement it.
0: Right. So it looks like uh, AT&T has turned on 5G networks in about a dozen cities at the end of last year, and it plans to boost its coverage to 21 cities. Um, So it's coming. Sprint has also
1: uh, opened up some, and so has uh, T-Mobile. T-Mobile, yes.
0: Yeah, T-Mobile's got thirty. Uh, Said so it's going to launch in thirty cities, uh, and Sprint is going to launch in nine cities in
1: 2019. So. so that means you can cut the cable.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, as long as they don't charge you per megabit. Um, but yeah, cutting the cables coming.
1: Um, I heard uh, a rumor. I haven't seen anything, but that yeah. uh, Comcast is thinking about uh, going into the wireless field. I wonder why that would be. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, they, have, they actually they think they do offer a wireless service, but they're just probably
1: piggybacking on the big the big well, carriers. Well, yeah, that's probably what it is at this point.
0: So we got those articles. We got two lines open for you guys, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. Feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with TAB. We've got one line open for you, 809-66-WTIC-522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out. Let's get right to your calls. We want to go to Tom in Canton. Morning, Tom.
2: Good morning. Good morning. I always enjoy your sh- your show, you guys. Thanks. Good. And you're talking about the self-driving cars. There's a few things. The cars might have to interconnect with each other, which right. means everybody will know where everybody is at any given time. Yes, not always the best thing that society
3: should want. I'm not
0: arguing with that, but yes, the cars will have to communicate what, with each other. Like, think of them as little packets on the network. Now they would be packets on the heart on the on the highway, and they'd have to stay they keep themselves a proper
1: distance and all that fun stuff. So you think how much easier it would be to catch criminals because they might order up a car to go down (laughs) to the local pub and the police find out and he's in the car and redirect him to the police station. (laughs) That'd be perfect. (laughs) I
2: could think like, you know, like I think there was a movie back in the sixties. I forget the guy who was that same guy in that French connect, the French connection car chase where he was carrying some kind of device. He didn't know what it was that people were tracking him.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: well, yeah. You know I mean, I mean? You, you've got a smartphone in your pocket. I mean, you've already yeah, you're already tracked by the gonna,
2: technology. You're going to have to go out in your diesel-powered tractor with no electronics and uh, go to the store pretty soon, so everybody doesn't know where you're going. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it
0: was going to be a steampunk society mixed with regular uh, self-driving cars. So. Yeah, but,
1: <laughs> that was Gene Hackman, the, by the way.
0: Oh.
2: Plus the other. Oh, okay. Plus the other thing is you can't uh, you can't tailgate anybody or whip around people when you when you shouldn't, which is,
0: you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's gonna I'm, it'll reduce the road rage.
2: Yeah, well you know it's, it's
0: well if they take out of, the
1: windows, people won't even know.
2: <laughs> it, it, it's kind of sad. Like people can pretty much get most places where they want to. Yeah. Really fast for the most part, but people still. It's like somebody has to lose for you to be happy. It's like that whole scenario. I want, but unless somebody loses, I'm not happy. It's a weird. Concept. Yeah. I just recently heard about. It's kind of depressing, but uh.
0: Yeah. No, you're,
2: People you're, feel like they got a passion for no good reason when there's, you know, safe driving. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, Tom, I hear you, man. We'll see what happens with uh, self-driving cars. I think it's in our future.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. Like, they talk about these EMT events and everything. Could you imagine every car in the country crashing all of a sudden?
0: Well, or, major, so, yeah, so uh, I can see it as a glass, glass half full versus half empty. How about the cars not crashing anymore? Oh, no, I, well, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think Absolutely. that would be the better the better side if this is going to work. Now, I know That's you know we, sure. we've seen Tesla and their issues with their autonomous vehicles, having issues with running into the back of fire trucks that are parked on the highway. That seems to be right. what right. they do. But the technology eventually will get there, and just imagine the massive savings. I mean, no more lawyers to deal with well, the, the car thing accidents. Is a lot of this
2: stuff could be done already, safety wise. Like every car, yeah. for the most part, is computer controlled. Yeah. And no matter how much horsepower there is, the car's speed could be limited, but there's no public taste for that. Uh, even No matter what the speed limit is, people want to be able to go over it.
0: Well, I think I heard Angela talk about horsepower on cars this more, yesterday morning, where they're putting in like an 800, no, 1,000 horsepower engine into this yeah. Corvette yeah, that yeah, actually Dutch... destroys the differential or you, you, it messes with the, the gears, that you, the car falls apart or something like that. I mean, it's just Oh, yeah, well,
2: stupid. the Dodge Demons are having trouble uh, with rear differentials exploding on the <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, uh, but that's because they're using extra sticky tires. It's like something's got to give kind of thing. Uh,
0: well, who but, needs that uh, kind of horsepower? Not that you're welcome to have that kind of horsepower, but I don't want it on the road next to me. They need to go well, back to the... I don't want lo-
2: people going 100 miles an hour through traffic. That's the thing. That's yeah. that's the real issue. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice so to... People to gotta enjoy. You know, I was always a speeder, but I never got a ticket because I would never speed around other cars.
1: Well, some right. people, when they get behind the wheel... They put their car in overdrive and their brain in neutral. Mm.
2: Well, exactly. you are also <laughs> drifting off into some world.
1: But anyway,
2: uh, yeah, all these little electronic gadgets help. The problem is people depend on them, and some other danger pops up, unfortunately.
0: Yep. Yep, um, that's always going to be the case. Yeah. Right.
2: good show. I always enjoy your different topics. Uh, I was wondering, did you ever look up that SDR radio I was telling you about a couple, like a year ago?
0: Oh, uh, maybe a year ago. I can't remember yesterday, Tom. The
2: software... Def- Software defined
0: uh shortwave radio. I do I do think I did look that up, but I don't remember what I found. I'd have to go back okay. and look it up again, Tom.
2: I just thought uh, I'd throw it out there. But anyway, yeah. have a great show and Thanks, Tom. Uh,
0: always like listening. All right, thank you for doing so. All right, bye bye. Um yeah, I mean the technology, heck, you know, just, just some of the stuff when it comes to technology in cars, just the basic technology where you know it's trying to save you from you know, slipping on the snow. Sometimes that technology is more trouble than it's worth. I mean But self driving Autonomous vehicles would end so many problems. Your insurance, gone. Again, lawyers going after everybody for a fender bender, gone. Um, that's a nice thing. Uh, speeding tickets, gone. <laughs> I mean, wow, what a utopia, right, Bob?
1: Yes. You don't have to worry. No more human pain and suffering. <laughs> right.
0: Windshield repair, gone, because you just stick up a you're going to have a screen and a camera. You don't even need an actual windshield anymore. You just have a nice, beautiful 4K display showing you where you're going with a nice camera. And it can be virtual. So imagine how cool that would be to have, again, no glass, but an LCD screen that tells you all the things you're passing. It gives you all the information about all the places through a a, like a...
1: Okay. You could be driving around the block for hours and think that you're on a Sunday cruise all the way to, to uh, Niagara Falls. <laughs> That's true. It could be a fake drive,
0: <laughs> virtually drive to Niagara. Then you get out, you're like, oh, I'm still home. All right. <laughs> ah, the future is going to be fun. Uh, let's see what uh, Danny's got cooking. Hey, Danny. Hey, guys. Uh,
3: I got a question about Google phone.
0: Google phone? Uh, I mean
3: Google voice.
0: Google Voice. Okay.
3: Is that where you you get a phone number from Google and then you give that number to people? Yeah. And they call that number. Yeah. Okay. Well, how do you um, then does it automatically call your own phone number or do you have yeah. to go to Google and?
0: No, you can forward the that calls from Google Voice to your own phone number. It's uh-huh. like it's a voice over IP number. You get your own your own phone number. We're, we're hitting up a, I guess, the hard. Uh, uh, stop here Danny when I hold on through yeah, the news sure, alright we'll continue with Danny through the news and we've got Guy and Bill on the line one line open for you feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC we'll be right back and we are back we do have a full board you guys realize we're awake at 9 o'clock that's awesome I know it's a beautiful day here in southern New England so uh, maybe you guys are all ready to tackle it early. Let's go right back to Danny. I want to find out what the heck he's going to do with Google Voice. So, Danny, what are you going to do with Google Voice? Why do you need it?
3: Well, you know, there th- things like uh, those ancestry um, tests and, you know, a lot of things that you they want a phone number. And I don't really want to give them my own phone number. Oh. Even though I know. Even
0: though uh, they're going to know everything about your DNA?
3: Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I was just wondering how that worked, uh, Like, also, like if you had contractors thinking about doing some remodeling, and <clears throat> you know, you call them one time, and then they call you back fifty times. Right. I was wondering if you gave them a phone number, if you had that, and you gave them that phone number. Yeah, if that worked like an old-fashioned answering service. Remember it can. Those?
0: Yeah, it'll, have, it'll be like you'll, you'll have an answering. You have a message there for them to leave a message, and you can actually set Google Voice to ring your cell phone too.
3: Okay. Now does it send you an email when somebody calls that so you know to check it?
0: You'll be notified. Yeah, you'll have some sort of notification okay, that will have alert a you. And it's oh, free.
3: Okay. And uh you know, nothing exciting or exotic. It's just a you know, the reason I want it just mostly for the contractors.
0: Okay. Well, uh, you don't have a cell phone then, Danny?
3: Pardon me? You don't have a cell phone? Um, I've got a, a, like a 15-year-old Motorola. Oh wow. Flip phone with a little whip antenna that pulls out that's stuck taped on.
0: Nice. All right, yeah. Google Voice will work out for you for for what you want to do. Uh, all right.
3: All right. Hey, how about uh, SpaceX with the uh, the last launch up to the uh, space station with the uh, the crew capsule?
0: Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very exciting.
3: Everybody's working against them, though.
0: Who's everybody?
3: Well, uh, Boeing and uh, Lockheed Martin. You know that you they're trying to keep him from getting certified before they do because they want their Starliner to be the first one to carry uh, you know men up to the space station but they've had so so many delays Mm -hmm. then the Russians were reluctant they were they didn't want to let them dock because they didn't uh, think the automatic uh, docking software was accurate, and they said mm. they were was afraid it'd be an accident. You know, because right. they're getting money for giving everybody rides up, so they didn't want it. I mean, they're all working against him.
0: Well, it's, it's competition.
3: He's working against himself too.
0: Yeah, uh, Elon has his issues.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, guys. <good>. Thanks. A
0: <laughs> Thanks, lot. Danny. All right, bye bye. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about SpaceX. I think it's great. And the more, the more the merrier. And
1: uh, it has competition. Exactly. Yeah. So if you can stop your competitors. <laughs>
0: but, you know, legally.
1: Let's sure. go on to uh,
0: Guy in West Hartford. Hey, Guy.
4: Morning, fellas.
0: Morning. What's going on?
4: Hey, um, I'm migrating from a Windows 7 system to a new uh, Windows 10 system. All right. On same network, and I don't want to sit there and, and copy signatures and uh, PST files and uh, everything else. So, you don't, huh? <laughs> well, you might have to, but <laughs> right. uh depends on what you guys come up with. Uh, what? Is there any kind of uh, cloning software? We used to be able to connect a cable between,
1: between PCs. Yeah, that was Microsoft the Windows server. 7 easy transfer cable, which was greatest thing since sliced bread. Exactly. Yeah. And Microsoft. two or three cables, and
4: uh, you can do a copy PC to PC. Yeah, right.
1: well, Microsoft did away with all that. Of course yeah. they did. So basically, we're back to doing it the way we did it in XP. So, yeah. You, you got to do it manually. You got to you copy gotta your data. You got to do it manually, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's okay. no easy way to migrate that guy.
4: So uh so going from Outlook uh two thousand or Office two thousand thirteen to Office three six five, I've mm. got to sit there and copy the contact files and the PST files and the signatures and the uh filters and everything you, you, else.
1: You, well, you can do the PST files if you're doing that. If well uh, I I see mostly people with uh some sort of an exchange uh, service. Right. You know even if it's hosted in the cloud that right. works very well because it keeps uh, the it, it keeps it and uh, everything gets updated. The only thing is is the auto uh autofill. Mhm. You got to find that file and um and basically copy move it over and rename it into the new system. Hmm. How about all the filters? Uh I don't I don't do the filters. No. Yeah. At some point they got to they got to do it over. I mean, I could spend a day Migrating a client, and you know, just getting the data over, and yeah. uh, most of the stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the more the more granular you get, the more it gets too expensive yeah. to to deal with all the little idiosyncrasies right. that are built. I was actually meeting with another potential client whose internal IT people take three days to install their computer. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I believe it. Well, all, if, all the browser leaks, they export them and
0: import them. But if we did that for our client base, we'd be fired on the spot. Um, they think we're supposed to do it in 20 minutes. And uh, right. so, you know, there's a point where it's diminishing returns. So, right. you know, you get a, some of that customization is going to be lost, and the, and the user will have to decide whether or not it's worth recustomizing some of that stuff. Right. But it's all manual again, Guy.
1: And oh, then boy. some of the new features, you know, you really don't need everything from the old system. Right. So
0: just data, and you get to reinstall your apps, and probably upgrade your apps. So there's no, there's no. Microsoft didn't make it easier this time.
4: Oh well, the big software glitch this week is the uh, 737 Max software that's uh, crashing uh, normalization airplanes into the into the ground.
0: You're right, and we talked about that um, early on. They were there were even before the crashes happened. These people that were getting this autopilot, they didn't know how to turn it off. So I think what we're going to find with these two airplanes, this is just my feeling, is that the pilots weren't trained properly. It's not. Yeah. It's not that Boeing has a problem. It's that yeah. the airlines have a problem training their people to find the button that says turn off right. the autopilot. Yeah. Um, I think that's what you're going to find. Now, we'll see. But that's my prediction that they. Some of these guys had like just a couple hundred hours of experience.
1: Right. They interviewed a former pilot who said that the uh, manual, uh, was very sketchy on the part about the autopilot. Sketchy. That's, yeah, that's what he. That was what he said.
0: That so. would be Boeing's issue if they're not helping with training. But I don't know. You need to know where that button is to to kill that autopilot.
1: Right. They want to rely on the
4: uh, you know Boeing designs it so that it's simple for the pilot to fly. But then maybe sometimes if you the airlines get a little lazy, they don't train the pilots right. Right. They start relying too much on the automatic software, and then uh, when something goes wrong. Uh, like you're saying, they don't know how to quickly shut it off and right. regain control of the
0: airplane. And they're under duress, right? So they're they're not maybe thinking that it's an autopilot issue; right. they're thinking something else, which is what it seems to be the case. But we'll see when all the when all the chips fall, where that's where the scared, issue was. That's
1: what scares yeah. me about having an automobile with no steering wheel, well, right. no brake pedal, and no gas pedal.
4: <laughs> right. well, no, there you go. Yeah,
0: exactly. So we'll see what happens, guy. Yeah,
4: sounds good.
0: Yeah, good luck. All right, thanks. Yeah, bye bye. Um, but yeah, I've had some mixed feelings about this whole. FAA. I mean, the FAA took forever to decide to "quote unquote" ground these DC.
1: Well, I think if uh, the president hadn't gotten involved, that they wouldn't have.
0: Yeah, very interesting. But we'll have to see what the black boxes say about what was the cause of this uh, this problem. But it's it's most likely a software thing slash training thing. Um, Probably there's probably culpability on both sides. But I think I think it's probably going to end up being more training. That's just my gut feeling. Let's go to Bill in Granby. What's going on, Bill? Hey,
5: good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, I have um, several iOS devices in my house connected uh, through a router that I have. Um, and the router's got a uh, safety access, like it'll block um, devices trying to go out to malicious websites. Oh, good. And lately I've been getting a lot of... Uh, and then it emails me the website it tried to access. And lately it's been going trying to go to uh, something called bat-bing.com and also something called GoDaddy.
0: Well, GoDaddy is a a major web host they're completely legit
1: yeah okay. they do registr- uh in domain registrations they do certificates i mean just about anything but in- this
0: the bat.bing is a is a search tool it's part of the microsoft i don't think it's malicious um but then again, it could be. Let's be clear about something. Bing search is not a browser hijacker. Okay, so it's not malicious, <laughs> but a lot of people want to remove it. So somehow you selected somewhere in your system. You guys, one of your users decided to uh, use the the Bing search
5: tool. And it's, it's a
1: uh, redirector that sends you to traffic that they want you to go to.
0: Right. So Microsoft. So uh, it's
5: the it actual the site is bat dash Bing. That's the same as bing.com?
0: Uh, well, from what I'm seeing here, it's bat.bing. Um, I haven't seen any bat-bing as being problems, and everything talks about being just a normal way for mo- you know, Microsoft trying to monetize your searches, right? So somewhere in your, in your, on, your, on your network, one of your users decided to accept this browser helper, this tool called Bing Search. It's a search uh, tool. And uh, that's why your your router is saying, hey, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, but it's not malicious, but it is a redirector.
1: So, uh, you know, well, I would call it malicious when it sends you where they want you to go rather than where you want to go. Right, right, right. right. And uh, they uh, entice you into clicking on it by, you know, like making themselves look very close to something, some software that you know, like Bing or Google or something like that.
0: Right. So, yeah, but I don't see any bat dash. Do you see any bat dash? I only see bat dot. I do
1: not. It's all bat dot bing dot com.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't think you have anything t- to worry about too much, but you want to go f- on all your workstations, go see if the if, uh, you know, Bing search uh, bar is part of their browser experience. Um, okay. And, and, you, and you, you have to know so which one.
5: These are iOS devices, on. so just go into the, the, the browsers that we use on those devices?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, one of them is probably... Been tricked into this Bing search bar of some kind, but I can put some, we can put some links up here for you. Okay. It, it's it is people see it as malware, but all these malware removal folks are saying it's not it's not malware, which it's not. So okay, uh, just annoying.
1: It's a redirector. Yeah, browser redirector.
5: Okay, well, I really just wanted to know if it was something uh, more malicious, so that that answers the question. So.
0: Yeah, I don't think so, and you've got some security going on there, which is good.
5: Yeah, very good.
0: Your all right. Advice. All right, right,
5: thanks very much, guys. You got it. I'll see you. Yeah, bye-bye.
0: All right, we'll step out for a quick break. Paul, Ralph, and Walt, hang on. Uh, One line open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock, so feel free to get online. We'll be right back. And we are back. One line open for you spirit of the radio. Of all the songs about radio, this is the best song talking about radio. Um, a little bit of rush there for you. But let's get right to your calls. You've got uh, Ralph in uh, Newington who's got some issues. What's going on, Ralph?
6: Good morning. Uh, you probably heard this one a thousand times, but I missed your show when I start. heard you starting to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I have malware.
0: You have malware? Yeah.
6: Uh-oh. And the... Uh, it came up once or twice on when I'm in programs, and I opened up about an update. And I always get you know leery of these uh, pop-ups like that, so I laid off doing it. I did it the other day when I had time to watch and see what was going on. It seemed to do okay. But then I noticed when I went to start up my uh, reprogram and everything in the mornings, it took like a while for it to do. I I did a scan right after I had uploaded the new program. How do you tell whether these are intruders or something that's valid to download when they pop up like that? Is there any particular way you can tell?
0: Well, pop-ups generally are not something you would want to follow.
1: Um, He may not be talking about pop-ups. you got Windows 10, correct? No, I don't. Okay. I'm
0: playing with
6: 7. I'm looking to update after this uh, right. tax
1: season, because I was thinking of the notifications down in the corner that right. always get in the way.
0: Where are these where are these pop ups happening, Ralph?
6: That's what I'm talking. Yeah, the r- lower right corner is where it oh. came up.
1: Oh, those are notifications. Yeah,
0: those could be legit. Oh, okay, okay. So you I, may not have malware.
6: Uh,
1: well, I, I bought the malware years you ago. You get a I... lot a lot more of those, and you can turn. Wait, that wait, off. wait, wait,
0: wait. He said he bought the malware. You didn't buy mal. You didn't buy malware. You bought malware bytes. You mean you bought Tools right. to alleviate malware, right? Right.
1: Okay. That's, that's okay. So, yeah. you're you it. are you using Google Chrome as your web browser?
6: I was, and I thought that's what I started to hear you talking with somebody maybe one or two weeks ago, and I had I had a break off. Yeah. And it was he was having a problem? I think something with his printer or something, or
1: I'm it not sure. Could why. be, but those notifications you're getting. If you go up into the settings and go into advanced under Google Chrome, you can turn off the notifications. So because I had to turn them off because I work down in the the task area, uh, the taskbar area quite a lot, Mm -hmm. and those things jump right in your way and take focus away from whatever you're doing when they pop up. So if you go into Google, you go in under the settings, the three little dots, go down to advanced, you can... uh, Scroll down until you get to notifications and turn it off, and you'll find that you have a lot less of those things popping up. Mm-hmm. Because everything that comes on, that's, uh, like news or whatever, when you're browsing with Google Chrome, those notifications will show you.
0: Yeah, they'll like get right in your face. But, Ralph, are you saying that your Malware Byte software that you purchased is popping up, telling you to do something?
6: Yeah, that's, that's what's happening down below. When that okay. pops up, it says uh, malware. I don't know if it says malware. But it says uh, new update, download ready, or something like okay.
0: that. Okay, yeah, and that's okay. I mean, you want to update your 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 virus software, your malware software, on a regular basis, and that's that's a good thing. I mean, the fact that they got to tell you can get annoying, but it's the right if it's a, if it's a legitimate tool that you have, it's okay to update it. Yeah, cause
6: years ago, I remember I don't know what it was, ninety eight or the one version after that.
3: Mm-hmm. I remember
6: getting a. It was like a drop-down up in the middle or in the top of the screen, and it was looked like a Microsoft thing, and it said download, and I got a virus. So
0: well, yeah. So I've always
6: been leery since then. Yep, I, I don't blame it.
0: you. Are you running OpenDNS, Ralph? Say it again? Are you running OpenDNS? I don't know what that means. So you're probably not. <laughs> um, so if you're not using OpenDNS to actually get on the Internet... Um, you're much more apt to get viruses and malware. So if you go to our website at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works, we will have a a link up there explaining what OpenDNS is. And what it is is you're going to be surfing on a safer Internet. You're not going to be on your Internet provider's Internet, which is the wild, wild west of go anywhere you want. You're going to be on a nice, clean, safe Internet that's going to not allow you to go to malicious sites. And that'll reduce your your troubles, my friend, by 95%. I got three boys in our house, and they would love to go to bad places. <laughs> uh, but our tool doesn't allow them to do so. And we have not been impacted by malware ever since that one example I gave about the time I had a couple classes of Merlot and my son needed to do a a Book report on like uh, Japanese baseball players, and then my, our blocking tool, Open DNS, was not allowing him to go there. I reduced the security, and instantly got hit with malware. That's the last I time don't we've been much hit.
6: surfing in, out there on anything, anyhow, even right. Facebook or anything like those. I they come in my through my email, like, and I, I take a look at it, and I usually blow them away. All right, I
3: don't,
6: I don't even try and open those things, okay? Uh, oh. and I don't surf the. The net. I use Chrome, I think, to go out on the web yeah. whenever I want to look at a uh, product or something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. always full to watch. Okay. usually coming through my uh, an e- email category. Right. And I, I watch when it gets to the point after or in, during reading the email. Click here, and I that's when I usually decide, well, I don't need to see anymore and I'm out
1: so, <laughs> all right the
6: malware has been coming up it like it does uh, cleaning and stuff uh, almost daily, I guess yeah,
0: yeah okay,
6: and it comes up and gives me you know right after I turn on the machine, it'll give me an awesome you know everything's clean right good.
0: now all right so you've got ma- you've got a tool called malwarebytes, I think, and it's running and is doing its job. you're good all right, Ralph.
6: All right, let me ask you one more question. Uh-huh. When I start up the machine, or yeah. actually when I shut down, I go, you know, I bring up the the bottom symbol there for the beach ball, like yeah. and it says, you know, you click over to the right or you move over to the right, and it says shut down. Yes. I always use that, You or I have been. I noticed uh, last week when I started checking stuff, there's a little arrow to the, to the right of that, and it actually pops up a little thing that says shut down, log off, or some other stuff. Uh-huh reason I'm asking about it is yeah. I always just clicked over to it the first time and it says shut down or whatever it says on the bottom there, I think is to turn it off. Yeah. Well, when I open it up in the morning, it yeah. seems to load twice.
1: That's because that's because if you hit the little button without the arrows, you can shut it down without installing the updates, but you'll see that it's like a little uh, uh, orange uh, thing on there, and that's what it's doing is it's installing updates.
0: Right, so it looks like it's happening twice, but you, you're doing it right by just shutting it down. Um, but what you're doing, Ralph, is perfect. Okay. All right?
6: I usually wait for it to go through the second thing, and then my, my malware's uh, green symbol like comes on at that point. Doesn't yep. It doesn't come on the first time when all, this, all the icons and stuff I got on the window.
0: Right, it's updating. So I think you're good, Ralph. I think it's just a slower machine. That's why it seems like twice. we got to go to a hard break, bud. Thank you for calling. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. We'll be right back.
1: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only
5: $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone
3: 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch